The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hi, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to W. BCA 102.9 FM, name of the program, Observation from the Trenches. And this is a weekly talk program talking towards the black American community. And the reason being, in the last 30, 40 years, no group has been totally removed from the political scene than my community. We are now permanently on the class, according to uh, researchers and also uh, those in the know, economists. And so I just believe that for the group who built America in the wealthiest country in the world to be now a permanent underclass where most of us reside, that A, I need to focus on letting my folks know it's really time to take a different, a different perspective. Really time right, to look at what we did wrong, that what we're doing is not working for the group, and that for the collective, right, most are submerged underwater. They're just, they're just barely making it. But what's not for government assistance, with rent, food, child care? And keep in mind, they're working now. They're working. But they're on the low end of the income scale. Another reason why I want to focus on, on my group only is I'll come into heightened awareness. Black American has been in America has given the most of this country and always gotten back the least. Think about that. We've been over 400 years of always giving the most and gotten back the least. We've fought in every war that America ever had and still was disrespected and, and discarded. We're the most loyal group than any group here, any group. We have no host country to run back to as these other immigrants of color can do. It's all, it's either make it here or bust. And since Dr. King was murdered on our, on our behalf to become a full-fledged citizen, we have digressed. We are worse off than we were in 1968 when the riots occurred. The group as a whole is wealthless. So don't be fooled or deceived by so-called entertainers. They are very, very, very small percentage of our, of our community. And our celebrities have no power. They don't make laws. They don't make not one law to change the predicament of the group. They're there to entertain, entertain only. If they step out of line, their brand will be tarnished. Their contract can be terminated. And their endorsement can be forfeited. So in a way, my community, American Born Blacks, we are at ground zero again. And so I want to talk at this here hour when I come on air 
not to denigrate anybody. I'm not against no group. Have no axe to grind against anybody. Not disparaging anyone. I'm just focused on my group and being a mental health, mental health provider for the last 22 years out in the trenches doing direct uh, wraparound service in folks' homes. I've gotten to see how our people live, how they fare. And the vast majority are not doing good, but we never did as a collective. And so I just decided that every time I got left on this earth, I'm going to spend my time trying to tell my group that we need to do a about face. That the strategy that folks have given about politics have failed us. Politics as a solution for black Americans have failed. The laws that was passed that cost King his life, the 1964 Act of Civil Rights, even firm action, have all been weaponized to benefit every group in this country but us. And the reason why, because of language. It never spelled out who those policies were aimed at. And so any group, anybody can benefit from what was fought for, died for, bled for by our community, American blacks. So I want to focus my hour on talking to my group. Again, disparaging no group against no group. Have no, no, actually, no actually grind. And I also say, if we move to the future, black used to be synonymous with, you know, the Negroes, us. The last 30 years, 40 years since massive immigration, now you got all these black, you know, from Caribbeans and Africa. It has, it has diluted and taken off the top, off the table, our legitimate grievance that cost King his life. That was the impetus for the 1964 Act of Civil Rights, for the Voting Rights Act, for affirmative uh, action. These groups were not even here in any meaningful number, <clears throat> but all have usurped and removed the group that these ordinances came into to aid because of white supremacy racism, because of slavery, sharecropping, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, black codes, redlining, you know, not being able to participate in the New Deal, all these laws that prevented us from being able to enjoy America that we built, everybody now benefits but us. And so that's why I focus on my group. Again, disparaging no group, but I think at some point we need to have our own designation. Uh, there's two young folks that I met, Yvette Carnell and, and Antonio Moore of uh, the Adels, Adels Movement. They're fighting the reparation and also a uh, black agenda. And they have coined the phrase Adels. Adels stands for American Descendant Slaves. Which distinguished us from the black Caribbeans and from Africans. That's okay with me because I can change, trace my lineage back to the plantation being born in Mississippi. My folks lived through sharecropping. My folks lived through 100 years of lynching. My folks lived through Jim Crow, redlining, segregation. So again, 
until we as a group come up with, come up with our own designation, that's okay with me. Eidos is okay with me. Because although I'm, I am of African ancestry, I'm not African. I've been there several times, Ghana, South Africa, Egypt. They let me know, and I knew I belonged to no tribe, no custom, no rituals. I got no, no aunties over there, no uncles, no cousins, no nieces. Nice place to visit. Learned a lot, but I'm not African. I am an American, and I lay claim to that. Although my country has not always treated us as citizens, <clears throat> that's true. But we are Americans, and we should fight to make sure that we are treated as such. And we need a new, be- a new deal. I just want to just tonight just share some some thoughts on Wednesday. Just some, just gonna speak my mind on Wednesday. You know, just share some thoughts that I that I have have observed. Last night, Senate race in Georgia. Although everybody is elated that one won, okay, and I will concur that uh, you know our man, Mister Walker. I was not up to the task. I can could concur that Mr. Walker, if he had won, would have been, you know, uh, led and directed what to do. I can concur with that. That's true. But think about this here. He got 1,600,000 votes. Senator Warnock got 1,700,000. I think he lost, lost about 3,000 votes, something like that. hundred. One million six one million six hundred thousand people voted for this guy. Despite being obvious that right, he's really not up, not up to the task. So my question that I sat there and I watched, what did Ados get out of the deal? What did we get out of the deal that Senator Warnack Senator Warnack won? Nobody doing that campaign. Ask Senator Warnack or Herschel Walker this here question, which we need, which you need, which we need to start asking all politicians running. What are you going to do specifically for black America? Not minorities, not people of color, not black folks, but what are you going to do specifically, concretely for black America? Nobody asked that question to Senator Warnack. Just all general stuff about what we going to get, we can do, you know, just generic. And after 400 plus years being a parent underclass in this caste system, general policies is going is to do nothing to elevate ADOs. It's going to do nothing to assist American-born blacks. Absolutely nothing. So I'll wager you, if you look at this at the uh, st- stats, probably about 90% of all black Americans in that city voted for Senator Warnack. Rightfully so. Okay, I get that. But nobody asked him, what are your plans to address the racial wealth gap? What are your plans for reparation? What are your plans for the income gap, home ownership gap, education gap? What are your plans specifically for black Americans in this his state. What's your plan for us? 
Nobody asked him that. So everybody is jubilant that he won because Herschel Walker, right, was, you know, not up to the task. Okay, I get that. But nobody asked him, what are you going to do for the group who voted for you in the high 90s? We delivered. So what are you going to do to A, help us, award us, or make life better for us? What are you going to do? And what I've come to realize that politics for black Americans or ADOs is no longer a viable solution. Because in the last 30, 40 years, we have been put on the defensive not to ask for anything specifically for ourselves. But every other group can do that. The illegals getting policies aimed at them only and billions of dollars have been spent by organizations to help them get resettled in America. And they're illegal. They're not your citizens. The Asians also got policies aimed at them only. Asian hate bill. First go around, first passing. 100 years of lynching from 1865 to 1965, some will say to 1970, not one president, not one senator, not one state representative ever brought anything to the floor to, to, to condemn lynching for black Americans. But that policy specifically says Asian-American hate bill. Same-sex marriages for the gays. It's them. Don't do a lot for us. Help them. And so, as I sat there, I thought about it. What did Georgia victory last night do for those blacks who live in Georgia? I don't think much at all. You got somebody who can articulate, okay, whoopie-doo. You know, who's going to not be, you know, a fool or a clown. Okay, what we do. But it's not going to do anything to uplift their life. And what has he done in the time he's been there to uplift their life and make their life better? I don't think much. So again, as I watched there, you know, C-SPAN, you know, Fox, etc. what came to my mind is, what has politician in Washington, D.C., be the Congressional Black Caucus, Senator Booker, or Senator Warner, what have they done for ADOs? What have they done for American-born blacks? And what came to my spirit was absolutely nothing. You don't demand, you don't get nothing. And one thing Yvette Cornell and Antonio Moore is always famous, famous for saying Politics is an exchange. It's not a giveaway. And so for the last 30, 40 years, we've been giving away our vote, asking and demanding nothing in exchange for us only. And all the economists, all the research done show that our group as a collective is now a permanent underclass. And they even got a date. They said by 2053, but Dr. Clark Anderson said, hey, by 2014, well, we're about 10 years past that. 
And being out here in the trenches in folks' homes, you know, seeing firsthand how most of Theron, Dr. Claude Anderson was not lying. So what has politics done for Adolf's American descendant slaves? Nothing. Since King has been murdered, what got King murdered was for us to be treated and included as full-fledged citizens with all the perks and benefits. And that included not just the right to vote, but also to due process under law, right? Access to mortgages, capital, health, everything that goes into quality of life is what Dr. King was fighting for, along with our grandparents who was born in the 1930s and 40s out there with him. These were humble people, the maids, the chauffeurs, the laborers, you know, the cotton pickers, <clears throat> these, these security guards. You didn't see a lot of so-called, what few affluent blacks we had. You didn't see them out there during the early years when the going was tough, when folks were getting blown up, houses blown up, beat down. You could kill a black man with impunity and in broad daylight. And not one person would stand trial. These are the humble people out there fighting. And so King believed that politics was the way to go. It has not worked out. It's not turned out that it has not turned out so. It's a failure. He believed that being at the table would be to our benefit. It's not turned out. It's a failure. He believed, right, and, we, and I did too, most of, most, of us, most of us raised on this here, that we need to be at the table to have our say-so. We have more blacks in politics now than we ever had in our life. In our life, although many are from the Caribbean and Africa, you got more black American politi politicians in office in our life. They have done nothing for us. None of them will even have the courage to say, or bring forth a bill aimed at black Americans only. They want the country to even say that. So how can you help a permanent underclass without specificity, without specifying who is this law designed to aid and benefit? They won't do that. So what we have been sold in the last 15, 20 years is on what? Voting. Voting. We must preserve the right to vote. It don't pay your mortgage. It don't pay your car note, your rent. It won't allow you to absorb or take on your, your child's college 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 uh, tuition or send them to a school of your choice or allow you to live where you want to live. In essence, we have been sold only one segment of what King was murdered for. Voting. Voter suppression. And what really hurt us is what? Wealth suppression. We have been totally excluded and ostracized from wealth. In America, neighbor, wealth covers a multitude of your daily challenges, if you have it. And if you don't, it compounds 
your daily living experience. Blacks have always been excluded from wealth because of laws. Keep in mind, we see in America what I call a virgin, virgin country. Wasn't nothing here. But the deer, the antelope, bears running around here wild, swamps, you know. Who cultivated the land, cleared the land, drained the swamp? We did. Got nothing. And so all we've been sold in the last 30, 35 years by Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, these so-called elite political thinkers, is voter suppression. We got to vote. President Obama, Ms. Obama, got to vote. And so they got to vote out for Senator Warnock. He won. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It's going to do nothing for them. Why? Because there's no bill aimed at them only. Nothing aimed at them. And so we will continue down this road of nothingness because we have not come to the conclusion that the path that we chose, right, has failed. From ration has failed. That ordinance that LBJ wrote out in 1965 at Howard University, right, for Negroes only, has been usurped, weaponized, to benefit everybody but us. And the two most important components of that uh, ordinance, set aside, set aside, and uh, you know, quotas. Once, it, once the Supreme Court, white men's Supreme Court, gutted that, I think in 1972, 1973, all they left you with was what diversity. But you can use diversity. Diversity does not transfer what does not transfer wealth or power. Does nothing. Because why? You still in whose house? The white man's house. Call like it is. These are his institution. These are, these are his regs. These are his policies that undergird all these institutions that support and maintain white supremacy. But you can be in there. You can get a job. You can be out front. We want you to see how America's changing. But you better stay in your place. You better not do anything that might cause a ruckus or you will regret it. So, voting has done nothing for us. Never have, never will. And I contend it's time for us as a people, right, you know, to recognize that it's not going to work for us. Too late for that now. We got to be about acquiring high-income skills to be comfortable in America. You need to be having high-income skills so you can be comfortable while we fight for a new deal or create a organization that's going to fight for us only. Because <clears throat> it's over, baby. It's over. And that's not gloom or doom or being a pessimist. It's looking at your situation for how it is and not how you hope it to be. But this, if, it, if it is what it is, what must I do different, right, going forward? That's where I'm at. I'm not into negativity or being a pessimist, but I am to looking at life for how it is, how it really is. So again, I'm your host, Larry. I'm your host, Larry here in Hickenbottom. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the show is I'm the Victim of the Trenches. From the Trenches, baby. That's where I've been for the last 22 years out in folks' home, providing mental health support to families. So I'm going to take a little break. 
I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere because I got some more to say. Again, this is Wednesday, speak my mind. What's on my mind for Wednesday? I'm going to speak my mind because uh, politics is not going to do much for us. It's my belief. You can come to your own conclusion, but I don't think it's going to do anything for us. That opportunity has to pass. We have been totally taken off of the board. It's not going to do anything for us. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> I'm back. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. <clears throat> the name of the program is Observation from the Trenches. And this hour just aimed at speaking to black Americans. Disparaging nobody, against nobody, with no active grind. And the reason being, no group, no group, needs more support or assistance, in my humble opinion, than American-born blacks. We now are permanent underclass, according to research and economists. No one's giving most to America, no one's giving more to America than us. Got back nothing. Fought in every war. Fought in every world. Every war. Including the war for independence. Still re-enslaved. No group's been more loyal than our group. We have no host country to run back to. All the folks you see coming across that border, they tell us about over two million, about two million of them now. They got a kind of country they can go back to. We don't have that luxury. There's nowhere we can go back to. America is our home. And it's time for us to fight for a do-over. Because the civil rights have failed. Directions fail. It's time for us to demand a do-over. But in the process of demanding a do-over, <clears throat> you still want to be comfortable in the country that you made into the wealthiest country in the world. I know I do. You want to be able to have life on your terms. To get what you want when you want it. Go where you want to go. Provide for your families, your children, right, on your terms. That requires a certain level of wealth. And only high-income skills bring that about. There's two components in our society called, called capitalism, capitalism that I want you to think about. One is capital. One is labor. The federal government made sure that from 1865 that we would be totally excluded from acquiring wealth as a collective body. They made sure of that. So, in 2022, if you don't invest in your labor, invest in you, by acquiring high-income skills to be able to extract the highest dollar amount from the labor market, you're foolish. 
you're not going to do well making 15 or 20 bucks an hour. They have all this massive labor, cheap labor, that has what stormed the country the last 30, 40 years. They don't need us for that anymore. You're not even wanting anymore for that. Because why? These individuals who are here now have no grievance with America. America has done unto them, right? And they have not done anything to America. There's no grievance there. But with, but with American born blacks, with Ados, there's a history there. There is a relationship there. There's a grievance there. There's a dead old there. So I'd rather be a deal with them than deal with you. I'd rather hire them than hire you. <clears throat> and the way I frame this here, you know, bait and switch, is to say <clears throat> they're hard workers and you're not. All they want is a chance and you don't. When in reality, I didn't want you anyway. After the 68 ride, there's been a conscious, deliberate move to remove being dependent on black Americans. It has been accomplished. So if you want to be valued, you must acquire high, high income skills. And I do not, I do not mean going to college. I say again, I don't mean that. There are many occupations out here, both technical and vocational, that will pay you one, two, or three, six figures to, 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 to perform those tasks. And you can live very comfortably. You can be quite comfortable on that kind of salary. But you must have high-income skills. And I speak from experience. 30 some years ago, I was down also making 32000 maybe $28,000 a year. My daughter was born in April 11, 1991. I decided I'm getting off this bottom. If I decide to have any kind of life for her or my wife at the time, I must have and possess high-income skills. I must go back and upgrade my skills. And so will you. We have been totally replaced and displaced as entry-level and cheap labor. And even in some cases, you know, Educate labor, educate, educate labor as well. So if you don't understand the need to upgrade your skills, you're being quite foolish. And a life of just barely making it, just barely getting by, is all you're going to be able to have and leave your children. There'll be no legacy. As your parents left nothing for you, you won't be leaving nothing for your children. And so I say to you, as a member of my community, American-born blacks are Adels, American Center slaves, we must come to the conclusion that politics as a redress has failed, has been thoroughly defeated. And all we've been given in that 35 years was vote at all costs. Democracy depends on you. You must save democracy. But democracy ain't never done nothing for us. Constitution ain't never done ain't never done nothing for us. Matter of fact, those concepts was was used to enslave and exclude and deny us. And while we're being conned and deceived and bamboozled into those terms, it's beyond me. It's beyond me.
And so it's time for us to see America as she is, not how we hoped she would be. Because after 150 plus years, she's shown how she is when it comes to us. It don't take you 150 years to include somebody if your heart is in the right place. To share within the wealth if your heart's in the right place. It never was. Never will be. I'm okay with that. Because you see, neighbor, folks don't come to America. All the folks you see out there on the news, right? Coming across that border. They're not coming here to vote. Or for democracy. Or for the Constitution. They're coming here to earn as much of financial resource out of our country for them and theirs as they can. I repeat, folks don't come to America to vote or for, the, or for democracy or for the Constitution. They come for the financial reward or, or the potential of the financial reward to create a better life for themselves and their families. And if they are successful, I mean, these same people of color sitting back, billion of dollars back home the South, of Central America, Caribbean, Haiti, okay, DR, Ghana, South Africa. To relatives who are less off, but many who are very successful here, they build homes over there. They build homes where they can go back home, live in comfort, hire their own people to be their maids, etc. They don't come here to vote. For some ungodly reason, unbeknownst to me, the last 30 years, we have been sold and told repeatedly about the importance of voting. Voting. And I say to you, all the folks you see at that border is not coming here, getting aligned to vote. Trust me on that. I say to you, all the folks you see down there at that border, it's not coming here for democracy or for freedom. They, they had freedom back home. They had freedom. But they were impoverished. They were destitute. They were broke. They had freedom. But we have been sold by our so-called black leaders, all right? It's our duty to maintain fighting for the vote. And I say, I could give a darn about voting. I could give a hoot about it. It does not enhance my quality of life. It does not allow me to live on my terms, do, do what I want to do, or go where I want to go, or pay for what I need to pay for. It does not. It's done none of that for all these immigrants. What does that have me having your share of the wealth to be to purchase goods and services that you need it's going to enhance and increase your quality of life. And I say to you, Ados, American descendant slaves, we have been led astray. Astray. And our solution, as I had to, to be honest, is to be honest with ourselves <clears throat> about what we are. And being honest with yourself. It's not throwing the towel in. That's, to me, this white supremacist talking points, you know. Or, you know, saying, 
you know, you can't overcome and make things better. No. The solution is to really be honest with ourselves about where we are and what we must do to make things better in the future. Case in point, 30 years ago, I was also at that point. At that point, I had to look at myself honestly about where I was. I wasn't pessimist. I wasn't gloom and doom. I wasn't throwing the, the towel in. I said, I got to go out now and acquire high-income skills that I can demand top dollar in the marketplace, that I can create a better life in the future. So I wasn't concerned about where I was then. I was concerned about where I want to be in the future. And so much you. It's like coming to grips with the fact you wanted a woman or a man. You really was crazy about them. You do anything for them. No matter what you did, they didn't want you. No matter what you said, she didn't want you. No matter what you bent over, he didn't want you. That's where I was 30 years ago. I came to look at my country for how it was, not how I had been told it should be, brainwashed, or hoped it would be, deceived, but how she was. And it's time for my community, Ados, Americans and Slaves of Black America, to really come to that realization. You know, you're not get mad about or upset about it. it is what it is. We were never revered, respected, or appreciated, or valued. We never were. Okay, I can live with that. I want my share of wealth through city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts, the trades, high income position. That's all I want. And we can get along just fine. Get along just fine. This company, thank God, has allowed me to be very comfortable, create a life for my wife and my daughter, but also to share with the folks who work at Osiris. They also are blessed. They benefit. They can take care of their family, acquire a home, and pull their faculty score, save, invest, etc. Share the wealth. The spirit of white supremacy was wrong with it. It was never about sharing the wealth with us. It was never about sharing the wealth with the people who were the labor that built the wealth that America stands on today. And so we got to come to terms with that. Why are we trying to make somebody care, respect, and value us that never did? That never did. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I just desire for my group to have our share of wealth through city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts, the trades, high income position, whereby you can be comfortable taking your, taking your family on your terms, live life on your terms. Be comfortable. That's a term that many of our people have never ever experienced, to be comfortable in America. And so, that's our solution. First is to recognize, right, that politics, right, is no longer a solution for us because why no politician has the courage to say this policy that I bring forth based on research and data is for black Americans only. Here's the reason why. So if they won't fight for you, although laws put us here, if they won't have laws 
aimed at us to better us, what good is it? What good is it to vote when those who supposedly represent and care for us don't have the courage, the conviction to put forth a law based on research and data that shows our condition and predicament that's aimed at us only? So politics has failed us. We're on our own, baby. We're on our own. But not to be undone or not to be, uh, you know, disheveled. It just means you have to understand I must, I must invest in my labor. I must acquire high-income skills. Where I was yesterday, I'm not there today. I was, I, I, I'm where many of you are. I was, on, I was on the low end of that, you know, a wage scale. But I said, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. So again, politics is not going to do anything for us. You can vote to your blue in the face. And when you do. But your communities get no better. People get no better. So you vote. But what do you get out the deal? There's no exchange there. There's no exchange. There's no quid pro quo there. So again, it's time for us to just come to grips with our reality. Politics, as Dr. King had imagined, has failed. Civil rights has failed. Affirmative action has failed. Voting, that was the solution. Voting does not pay you. You don't put money in your pocket. You don't put income in your savings account. It doesn't do that. If you can't share an activity that generate wealth, you vote. Whoop it do. Whoop it, whoop it do. Whoop it, whoop it do. That's why many just don't bother because they have seen the results. Nothing from nothing still leave nothing. If you don't demand nothing, you don't get nothing. That's been our course for 30, last 40 years. So last night meant nothing. Those black Atlanteans will get nothing out of that win. Nothing. I can understand why they wanted Walnut rather than uh, uh, Walker. I get that. But politics is about exchange, baby. About exchange. What, are, what am I going to get for my vote? What are we going to get for our vote? What are you going to get for our vote? Everybody gets some but us. Everybody get that but us. So until we cultivate a different crop of black Americans or Ados to go into politics, we understand their first objective is to fight for us. These Spanish represented, they fighting for what? Spanish-speaking people. They're fighting for that group. They are fighting for all these illegals. And most of the folks in this country who are Spanish are illegal. You can't go from 1960 census, zero, all of a sudden in 2020, you're about 68 million people. Most of those people are illegal, including doctors and dreamers. Them kids, you see across, coming across that, across, across that uh, 
southern border, border. they're illegals. They're not undocumented. It's just what I call playing with words. They're illegals. So you will fight for illegals, but you won't fight for citizens who've been here since 1619, it's not going to say since 1500. You won't fight for us. Not even our own black Americans will fight for us. So how are you going to use politics as a vehicle to uplift the collective as Dr. King had envisioned? Another reason why you need to upgrade your skill, Dr. King died impoverished. He had no money. Malcolm died impoverished. Betty Shabazz, Betty, Betty, Betty his widow, died in a project in New York. No money. These are our icons. Betty Lou Hamer died impoverished. No money. No wealth. I don't want you for me to die like that. In the land that we built, which is the wealthiest country in the world? No. No. Not acceptable. You should, not, you should not accept that. Just getting by? No. Unacceptable. That's why I say, no. I see America for how she is. She's a wonderful country. A beautiful country. When you got sufficient wealth to be comfortable, it's a great place to be. She really is. When you don't, you struggle. And we've been struggling since the time we got here. And I say it's time to come to terms with the fact politics is not a solution any longer. It's not a solution. Vote all you want to. Vote all you want to. You ain't getting nothing out of that bird. But you can get something if you upgrade your skills, get high-income skills, and go in the marketplace and demand to be included in a position that pays you above average salary, or even create your own opportunity. Okay? You do that. And you got skills. When you don't have skills, you know what? You're working, you need what you need, Section 8. You're working, what you need, food stamp. You're working, but you need this, you need that. You can keep that crap. I'm not on that horse. I'm not, in the, I'm not on that horse. You got to tell me where to live at. Where my kid can go to school at. Because I don't have the funds to live where I want to live and send my kid where I want to send my kid and live life on my terms. It's time for our community to come to terms with we're on our own. There's no organization or politician who's going to fight for us. Nobody. So until we cultivate a new breed in the future, you still want to be comfortable today. I know I do. I want you I want you too to be comfortable. You must upgrade your skills. You got no choice in that area. You're not gonna do well down on the bottom. They got now millions of people, millions to replace you. Don't need you. Never wanted you. Now I really don't need you. But you get but you get high income skills, you can demand to be included. Because labor still is important in this thing called capitalism. It's, it's important. It is real important. And we need we don't need to be down here on the bottom trying to compete with all these illegals. You don't need, you don't need to be down there. You don't need to be down there. 
So again, he's, he's got to come, just come and see it is for what it is. That's all. I'm not getting mad, upset. I'm not mad, upset. I got no issue with nobody. I got no, no actually ground with nobody. Not, not disparaging anybody. I'm just looking out for my group because nobody's looking out for my group. Our legitimate grievance has been totally taken off the board. So you can't, you can't say it for Black American. Folks folk won't even say that. So how are they going to make life better for you by voting? How? How's anything called universal going to make anything better for a permanent underclass in this caste system? We've been, we've been on the bottom rung since day one. How is universal going to do anything for us? We already so far behind. You tell me. I mean, I'm just asking the question. It's not. So, I say to you, my conclusion, come to your own. Politics is no longer the way for us. Until we create an organization that we create that fights for adults only, you're going to need to acquire high, high income skills. There's no other way. There's no other way. There's no organization out there who fights for us only. No, no organization, none of them. Not the NWCP, not the Urban League, not the Black Church, nobody. Nobody. You got to fight for yourself, baby. And the way you do that, you take a look at yourself, be honest with yourself, say, hey, I'm getting off this bottom. I'm going to upgrade my skills. And I'm going to get out here and demand to be included to create a better life for myself, my kids, and my community. I don't see I don't see any other way. You know, if you do, let me know. Let me know. Because I don't see it. <clears throat> Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You can listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the program, Observation of Trenches. I'm out of here every day with families for the last 22 years. You're doing it now. Providing mental health support to families who are going through having trying time. And if you get to see, man, you know, we went the wrong way. That's all. Went the wrong way. And so I can say that with no reservation, you know, no animosity. You know, here's what it is. But we can we can correct this course of action. By understanding we must acquire high, high income skills for to create a better life for ourselves. Get them here every Wednesday from six to seven. Share my observation with you. Uh, let your friends know I'll be here. You can tune in. And uh hopefully, you know, you know, you're taking what I'm what I'm saying. Again, not pointing fingers, not denigrating anybody, have no, no extra grind, you know, and against anybody. I'm just for the group who's given the most and I always got back the least. The group who's fought in every war America ever had and still were disowned. The group that's the most loyal to any group here, we are the most loyal and devoted to any group when it comes to America. That's what I just swim for. And so again, let your friends know I'm here every Wednesday from 6 to 6 to 7 o'clock. Just speaking about what I see. And next Wednesday, I have a, uh, another 
topic I want to speak about. Today was just like speak my speak my mind Wednesday. You know, just sharing my thoughts about what I saw last night. You know, good for, uh, for Warnoff, kudos for him. It's going to do nothing for the people of Atlanta. Nothing at all. Totally nothing. And you think I'm lying. What did they do when they first got elected? Nothing. Their life was not made better at all. So this guy got, Walker got $1,600,000. votes. A lot of people voting for him. A lot of people voting for him. You know, so, but about 90% of our folks voted for, for one, one of them. We ain't getting none of that deal. We ain't getting none of that deal. Nothing. Just my belief. I might be wrong, but I think, you know, I don't think I am, you know. So, as I sign off in, in, a, in a few minutes, you know, it's been a pleasure sharing my thoughts with you. Hope you have uh, heard some things that are going to inspire you, upgrade your skills, and make life better for yourself. Because nobody's coming to save us. No one's coming to save us. No one's coming to save us. So, keep that in mind. Can you listen to W? DCA 102.9 FM. Name of the show. I'm from the trenches. I'm the trenches, baby. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. I'll be here uh, next week with another uh, conversation. Hope you, uh, you know, learn something. But more important, I hope that it inspires you to make life better for yourself. Because, again, no one's coming to save us. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617 708 3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.